0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 35, a Father's Day special with the amazing Ralphie Jacobs from Simply On Purpose and a special guest, her dad, Bob Peters. The title of the episode is Modeling for Our Children, How to Endure Life's Trials with Hope. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. One pattern that I've noticed as I've interviewed some truly remarkable parents for my podcast over the past eight months is that many of them were raised by remarkable parents. And of course, this isn't a universal truth because there are some heroic people who were not raised in loving, nurturing homes, and yet they somehow rise above their circumstances, and that strength truly amazes me. But the hopeful pattern that I see both by those who were raised by remarkable parents and continue that tradition of impact and love, and those who were not raised that way, but are determined to change the cycle in their future families, is that the work we're doing now in our homes with our children is going to influence the people that they become. And hopefully they will become change makers and hope givers and truth teachers in their homes and in the world someday. And today we have a guest on the show who's doing just that, bringing so much hope, light, and love to the world. And like me, she's one of the lucky ones who was raised by remarkable parents in a loving home that was not without hard trials, which she and I are going to talk about, but that was always grounded in love. And she's simply passing on the legacy of what she saw modeled at home. Many of you already know and admire Ralphie Jacobs from the Instagram account Simply On Purpose. She was actually on 3 and 30 right at the very beginning of the podcast back in episode four and she taught us how to stop yelling at our kids and I'm so honored to have her back today to do a Father's Day special about her own remarkable dad. And I can't wait to hear about him and actually from him, because we're going to get him on the phone here in a few minutes. So Ralphie, I'm so honored to have you back on 3 and 30.
1: Thank you so much. I'm honored as well. I love to be here.
0: I just want to start by thanking you for the work that you're doing on behalf of parents. It's been so fun to follow you and to kind of watch as your influence has grown in the past year and you have thousands of moms coming to you now every day to learn from you on Instagram and you've been traveling around the country doing workshops and I just love seeing the impact that you're making teaching moms how to love their families. Well, so thank you for that work that you're doing.
1: No, thank you. It's been such a, a magical journey for me. I am living my dream. So, um, it's just wonderful to see this, um, bright new light bulb in parents' eyes that they feel empowered and that they um, can make a positive difference and they're, they're given tools how to do it. It's such a great journey.
0: Well, I know that it's definitely helped in my home with my children and so I know it's helping so many others and today we're going to be talking a little bit about your dad and with your dad and I had to tell the listeners a little bit of background about how I got this idea for a show. So I heard you. I knew of you and your work. I knew that you were amazing. And then I heard an interview on the Extraordinary Moms podcast with you. And you gave a little bit more of your background from childhood than I had heard before anywhere. And I was just blown away when I heard... First of all, that you're are, you're one of nine kids in your family, right? Yes, I'm one of
2: nine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you grew up in this big family. Um, even with that many children, your mom got a PhD in child psychology and a master's in special ed. Yep. And then the thing that really stood out to me was when you talked about how your dad was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when you were five and was in a wheelchair by the time you were ten, and That really struck me, I think, because I was raised by a mom who was sick. My mom had breast cancer. She was diagnosed when I was six, and she passed away when I was 19, and she went in and out of remission that whole time. And yet she was so remarkable and lived with so much positivity. And when I heard you talking about your dad, and I thought, how was he a dad to nine kids when he had MS, and he raised this amazing daughter, and I just want to know more about him? And so I asked if you would come on to teach us and to do a tribute to him. And I'm so excited that you agreed.
1: Well, he deserves it. He deserves every bit of it. And um, thank you for creating a platform for me to do that for him. This is really special. And I'm excited to give him that kind of tribute.
0: So we're actually going to get him on the phone right now. We're going to attempt it. And I've never done this with a third person being added in. Um, but hopefully the sound quality will be good and we'll get to hear the three lessons and takeaways that Ralphie has learned from her dad and then he'll also get to chime in and talk a little bit about each one as well. So we are going to get him on the phone now. Hi, Ralphie.
2: Hi, Daddy. How are you? Doing good. Good. I'm so
1: glad to hear that. I have uh, my friend from Three and Thirty here from the podcast.
0: Hi, Bob. It's nice to meet you. I'm Rachel.
2: Oh, hi, Rachel.
0: Hi. So, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. And I know Ralphie gave you a little bit of background, but so I have a podcast for parents, and each week we share three takeaways or tools or lessons to be a better parent. And I invited Ralphie on to talk about you and what you taught her and she wanted to have you on the phone as well. So thank you so much for for joining her and for teaching us. Well, I hope I can help.
1: (laughs) He, He does a great job helping. He's just a humble guy.
0: Well, I've loved seeing you. I've seen some of your interactions on Instagram, and I've been so touched to see you two together and the love that you share. And so it's just so great to have you both on. So Ralphie, do you want to start with the first lesson that you learned from your dad and then invite him to join at any point? And Bob, feel free to add anything that you would like to as Ralphie talks about growing up with you as her dad and what she learned.
1: Ah, Let's do it (laughs) So the the first thing that I feel like I learned from my dad is Don't worry be happy right dad That's right (laughs) That's right. (laughs) This is my dad's catchphrase. He is always telling people around him to not worry and to be happy and one thing that I love so much about my dad is that he not only says it, but he models it. He is incredibly optimistic, and he looks for this silver lining of good in any situation. And this is where um, I've learned it, is to, um, is to just kind of let the other things go and only pay attention to what is good. And I wanted to tell a story, a little story, um, and I wonder if dad will even remember but um, maybe about 10 years ago, he fell and he broke his hip. And um, his bones are pretty brittle because he's not giving any counter pressure to them. And so um, it broke really easily. And when people are in wheelchairs, they don't really do anything for the bones. They just kind of let them heal on their own. They don't reset the hip or they don't Um, replace it or really fix it and I was having a really hard time with that just to think that within my dad were broken pieces and um, and that they weren't fixing that and so I was just telling him how hard hard it was for me (laughs) like I was just focusing on me and for a minute there and um, he you'll learn this about my dad is he doesn't really talk about himself he worries about other people and so he told me it's okay, Ralphie. I'm in a wheelchair anyway, and so that's just kind of his philosophy of life: is that he doesn't w- worry too much about the things that he can't change. And be- having MS, he can't change that, and so um, he just focuses on the good things that are happening in his life. Do you remember that that time, Dad, when we had that conversation?
0: Yes. Yeah. Did you- That is incredible and such an inspiration for people because whether it's a diagnosis or a job loss or a child with a disability, there are any number of things in life that happen that we can't change. The ability to be positive and to not worry, be happy is so admirable and important. Can I I ask you, Bob, how have you learned to do that? Have you always been that way? Or did is it something that you've practiced over time? How have you learned to be happy even though you have a mess and you're in a wheelchair?
2: Uh, well, like you said, I, I had to kind of learn that myself. Mm-hmm. I just realized I can't do anything about it. So why worry about it?
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have things that you do... Um, to stay positive, like um, practices or rituals or prayer or things that you do to stay positive in your daily life?
2: Yes, I pray a lot. I I pray to my Father in Heaven, and I love Him, and I know He loves me. And because of that, all things go well. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful message for people who are listening, regardless of what their challenge is, to just remember that. Um, And I also love that, Ralphie, that you had a father who modeled for you how to trust a loving father. I feel like how to trust God (laughs) and then he was a loving father that you could trust. I feel like that is so important to a child to understand God and God's love for them when they see it modeled by their own father.
1: Yes, yes. And um, something that's really interesting is that in our brains, we put a loving Heavenly Father, a God, in the same folder, in the same category as our Father here on Earth, like our our physical Father. So my dad is put into that same folder as my Heavenly Father in my brain. And so how I feel about my dad is also most likely what how I'll feel about my Heavenly Father. If that's, if that's, if that gives us any clue of like how, um, we can create a strong relationship with both people yeah, and how it is as parents to create that strong relationship so that they can believe in a higher power, um, that is loving and is good.
0: And that is unconditionally loving. Um, and that is there for you no matter what.
1: Yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And another thing that I love about my dad is that he is so good at sheltering people from his struggle. He has been that way my whole life, even today. Like if I asked him how he was doing and he just got back from the hospital or he's got, um, you know, <laughs> left flu or he's just getting over an infection, he will say he's doing great. And that's something that um, people will always say about my dad, Bob, and he's so happy, he's so positive. And I believe that's one of the huge reasons why modeling being happy is so important to me, that I had this greatest example in the hardest of situations. What a gift it has been to have a father who's positive and has been positive for my whole family.
0: Thank you, Ralphie.
1: <laughs> I love you, Dad.
0: Well, thank you. So, Bob, when, when you say that, that, you, that it's great, that you're great, Um, If someone asks you that, is that conscious that you're choosing to believe that you're great or do you actually feel great even with the hard things happening?
2: I, I do feel very positive, very, very good all the time because there's just no reason to worry about something you can't change. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: He has changed my perspective of what happiness really is. Like, it's, it's a state of mind. How, you know, so how could I ever complain about, you know, getting gray hair or being lame at playing volleyball or whatever um, it is that makes me feel like I'm not enough? When my dad is putting on his brave face every single day and is showing me what enough really means. That it just means having a positive, optimistic view of life. And it's all in your head. And it it means, to my dad, it means family, it means friends, it means warm socks, it means a good movie, and peanuts, right,
2: Dad? Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is so great. Okay, so, Ralphie, what is the second thing that your dad taught you?
1: The second great thing that my dad has taught me is that people matter. My dad... Approaches everyone in his life With Christ-like love And I mean everyone (laughs) He treats everyone Like they're just as important and loved as the next person And at one point One of his closest friends was An ex-con, right dad?
2: Um I don't remember
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well he was He was a guy that just got out of jail And um And he loved him And because my dad loved him and saw that he was a good guy, we did too. Like we just saw the good in this guy and and the his willingness to try to change himself. And so that's just kind of who my dad is. His door is always open to all people. He genuinely is interested in everybody's life. He rarely talks about himself. He'll quickly change the subject. He just really, really loves people. And um, even though there's nine of us, I'm one of nine, He has been so supportive of me in everything that I do. He is such a huge cheerleader to me. I mean, if when I'm on the phone with him or when I see him, I might as well be the only child. And he does that with all of the kids. Um, He just thinks that whatever I do, even if it's the tiniest thing, that it's the best thing ever. (laughs) And he'll say so much, cool, thanks for telling me that. Even if it's like the littlest thing, he just thinks that whatever we do is just the greatest.
2: Well, it always is, Ralphie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and that's a parent's love right there.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know, Ralphie, as as you're saying this and as you're teaching this, I'm seeing the principles that you teach to parents through your work on Simply on Purpose. You know, I see exactly where they came from because you tell parents, to praise the positive and to be excited for their kids and to care about what they care about. And it sounds like that's exactly what your dad did and does for you.
1: Yeah. Yes. He does just that. And there are some parents out there that are just intuitive that just get it. And, um, my dad really gets that making those connections with people, those one-on-one connections and investing in people are really what creates, um, this willingness to want to uh, please each other and Mm -hmm. want to be close.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. What a a beautiful gift to have, Bob. It sounds like that's one of your natural gifts. Thank you, Rachel. And then, Ralphie, what is the third thing that you've learned from your dad?
1: So the third thing, and I'm going to try really hard to keep it together because this is one of the hardest things that I've had to do in my life is to watch my dad endure. And um, and enduring means to just withstand and to have courage while you're withstanding something that's hard. And <clears throat> my dad has endured MS for 33 years and he's still enduring. And um, his kind of MS is the kind that it just slowly progresses. And so it's just a bit at a time he loses ability. So right now he, um, he's naturally right-handed. He doesn't have any um, movement in his right hand, very limited use, and his left hand is starting to go as well. And so, um, and he, he can't walk at all. He, he's been in a wheelchair for quite a long time. So just a little bit by little bit, he's just been enduring this, um, this trial. And one of my brothers once said it really, really well. He said that dad is the best example of having something really bad happen and just taking it in the chin <laughs> and, that, and that's just a great example of my dad. He's just taken it in the chin and um, he's taught me to take hard situations and look at them in a different light. That every single trial in this life creates an opportunity for us to become more and my dad will tell, be the first one to tell you that MS is going to get him into heaven. That he is grateful for it. Right, Daddy?
0: Yes. (laughs) So, what, Bob, what has having MS taught you, or how has it refined you and changed you?
2: It taught me that, uh, don't worry, be happy. I never liked walking that much anyway. (laughs) I, I... I have always loved athletics. I love to run, but I I can't do it, so I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, and here's something else little known about my dad is that he was the star football player in high school, and he was a he was a ski coach too. So he was an athlete. He had such great ability with his body. Um, I have few memories of him, um, of him walking, but he was just a giant of a man, Um, well over six feet tall, and and I remember, you know, looking up at him and having his big hand hold my little hand, and just little tiny snippets like that, and him throwing me up in the air and catching me again, but um, he, again, he'll be the first to say that he is grateful for his struggle, that there's great purpose in that and to find that good in that aftermath and make something of it. I really believe that, um, that God is not necessarily always in the event, but he is in what happens after the event. So we mm. get to decide how we choose, what we choose to do with what's been given to us. And some things in life are meant to be fixed. His, unfortunately, my dad, they have, they haven't found a cure for MS yet as much as we would love for it to be taken away, it's that enduring that makes us so much more. Mm-hmm.
0: So Bob, Ralphie did an interview on another podcast show where she mentioned, um, she talked about how she grew up and her siblings and her mom and her dad, and then she mentioned you're a mess. And she said that something that she'd learned from you was that, and I wrote it down because it touched me so much. She said, Even if our lives are diminished in a way, we have so much capacity to do good. And I was just cleaning my kitchen, making dinner, and I don't often stop to take notes. But that just struck my heart. Um, Even if our lives are diminished in a way, we have so much capacity to do good. And the reason why your story, Bob, touched me so much is because, first of all, I've I've seen that exact thing modeled because my, my own mother had breast cancer and was very sick when I was a child. And so, so her health was diminished, but she did so much good and loved us so well. And then it was also really personal to me because I've had a lot of health problems in the last couple of years. And sometimes I feel really frustrated with my body that it won't, let me do what I want to do. And I don't have the energy that I once had. And I feel like I can't be a good mom or as good of a mom as I want to be. But when when Ralphie said that, I realized that even if I never get better, my health problems never go away, that I can still have so much capacity to do good. And so your story really gave me a lot of hope. And realizing that I may just have to endure my own struggles, but I can still do good.
2: That's right, Rachel. That's that's very right. That's very good.
0: So, Ralphie, do you have anything more you want to say or add to that or to that point or any other about your dad?
1: Um, I just wanted to tell him because this is all about Father's Day. Um, thank you,
2: Dad. Thanks for being- Ralphie? I love you, Ralphie. That'll never change.
1: I'm always your girl.
2: And you are. My my, My sweet little Ralphie.
1: Thanks for being my hero, Daddy.
2: Hey, you're welcome. I'll keep trying to be that. I will. That gives me hope.
1: Thanks Good for being William. on the podcast with
0: us. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Bob. And I know your story is going to give so much hope to other parents, and they're they're going to want to be better just like you. So thank you.
2: Thank you, Rachel.
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up with Bob, but I think Ralphie you'll still be on the call with me. Thank you, Bob. I love (laughs) y'all.
1: Bye.
0: Don't worry. Be happy. Ralphie, that was so perfect. He was Ah. so great.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so emotional. He just, man, he pulls in my heartstrings like nobody in this world.
0: Well, I can see why. (laughs) Oh, He's so sweet. And, like, it sounds like that's intuitively who he is. Like... it, it, did he have to like, did he have to cultivate these qualities or was he always this way?
1: You know what? I, that, that's a purpose in trials. That's a purpose in struggle. Like he has softened and, um, he's always been so fun loving and positive and a, a joy. People love my dad, but, um, he, he's just almost like, he's just an angel. He's yeah. just angelic. I yeah. just and and as the years go by, it, even more so. I just I'm just waiting for him to be twinkled. He's just such a good, innocent um, person. Perfectly just loving. Mm-hmm, just genuinely wants to um, to love other people. He's got a lot of love to give.
0: Yeah, and it seems like he embodies, like I said, exactly the principles that you teach. He embodies them.
1: Yes, he does. He does it so well. So well.
0: Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity to meet him and know him and sharing his lessons with us. Um, Do you mind telling us one more time what his three lessons are?
1: Of course. Yes. So the first one, don't worry, be happy. He says that all the time to me. And if he says it, then by golly, I better be I better be happy. It gives me great perspective. (laughs) The second one is that people matter, that everyone deserves our love. Everyone deserves compassion. Everyone deserves to have us look for the good in them. And the last one is that things in life are just meant to be endured. Some things aren't meant to be fixed, and they're just um, meant to be um, seen as opportunities for learning and opportunities for growth.
0: Yeah, and even during the enduring like you said on that other podcast we can still do so much good even if we're enduring something extremely difficult
1: yes i mean can you imagine how many people are looking at you while you're enduring and especially within your home we can go down to where to our children and our interactions that we have with our kids and if we can just endure <laughs> some of the things that they're going through they are so looking at us just like i look to my dad
0: mm. yeah Well, this was beautiful. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day to you and your husband. And thanks for, thank you for giving us this gift this week.
1: My pleasure.
0: I'm so grateful to Ralphie and her dad for giving us a peek into the kind of relationship that can develop with our children when we constantly parent with love. And one of Ralphie's main mantras is that we need to stay safe for our children to stay in control of our anger and our reactions, to focus on the positive in them so we're a safe place for them to come now when they're children and also on into adulthood. And I think this conversation really captured that perfectly. So I decided to title this episode, Modeling for Our Children, How to Have Hope Through Life's Trials because of Bob's resilience and goodness and the ways he's focused on the positive. But I did want to add that at first, I wasn't sure that I wanted to use that title because I was afraid it might sound like I'm saying that we can't have normal human emotions like grief and anger and depression when we go through really difficult stuff in life. And if we do have those feelings, which I think we all will then we must hide them from our kids. And I don't think that that's true at all. In fact, I think it's important that we allow our kids to see that all emotions are acceptable and part of life and learn from us how to deal with them. And as I thought more on that, I was actually reminded of a training that I saw Ralphie do live recently where she talked a bit to this point. And she gave the example of a dad who comes home from work after a really hard day and he slams the door and he stomps around and yells at everyone I've had such a hard day and he goes up to his room and he plays a video game to get his mind off of it and he's cranky basically takes it out on his family how frustrated he is about what's going on at work and then she contrasted that with the example of a dad who comes home from a hard day at work walks in the door, takes a really deep breath, and gets down at eye level with his son and says, "Son, I had such a hard day today. My boss yelled at me. I felt, you know, so insignificant, and I'm feeling so much anger and disappointment inside. Let's do some push-ups. Let's go for a run. You know, or what can we do to get through this emotion?" And I loved that, that we can still have negative feelings, address them, and talk to our kids about them, but we can still have hope and choose to stay safe for them. And I'm grateful to Ralphie and Bob for showing us why that is so important and how we can aim to parent our children regardless of what was modeled for us in our homes growing up. I want to end this interview with a joke from Ralphie's dad, Bob. He actually told me this joke in the middle of our interview when I think he got uncomfortable with all of the attention being on him and his strength, which Ralphie said he hates. So he tried to kind of lighten the mood by telling me this cute joke. Now, I did want the interview to be focused on him and his strength, so I moved it from the middle of the interview to the end, but I definitely wanted to include it here because it shows even more of his endearing personality. I just love him, and I know that you all will too. So here's a joke from Bob, and I hope that you have such a great week with your families. Rachel? Yes?
2: I want to leave you with a joke.
0: Okay, perfect. Um,
2: my son comes up with the best jokes in the whole world. It's, it's jokes you can tell your smallest grandchild. What okay. do you call a fly that has broken wings?
0: Um, a worm. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, that's a new one. No, you... <laughs> You call call him a walk.
0: A walk. Got it. Okay, that's a lot better than a worm. (laughs) Good one. Uh,
2: I like the worm. That's good. I like that.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Bob. Thank you, Rachel. I'm glad to have met you.
2: Thank you very much.